Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Work Rate Podcast. This is our AEW review, and I am joined once again with Brad Hardcastle. Hey, what's going on, everyone? I want to start off the show with a correction, because last mm-hmm. week, at the end of the show, I said WrestleMania is this week. Uh, time has no more meaning. It's actually next week, WrestleMania. I just wanted to correct myself from last week. Yeah, I, I was I was slightly confused. I was look. I was like, oh, so what? Uh, what indie shows am I going to be watching? Yeah. Oh, wait, it's next week. Yeah, it was like bef- three days later. I was sitting on the couch. I was like, I said it was this week, and it's next week. What was I thinking? <laughs> I mean, I'm not watching it anyways. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I will watch some of the indie stuff, and you know what? Uh, a promotion that I will definitely be definitely be watching is or. Yeah, I'll be watching the GCW show. Well, there's so many GCW mm-hmm. shows. I don't know why I'm saying that. Uh, I will be watching For the Culture. Yeah, for sure. That's going to be good. Not because it needs our support, but it does need our support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a very special show. That's the show run by AJ Gray. And um, I know, I know he'd be fucking furious if he heard this. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, like he he's really or at least on Twitter he's really down about how ticket sales are in the fucking toilet right now for that show which he shouldn't be really be too hard on himself because it is still a pandemic yeah in Florida I think and most I of all the shows for next week are t- their tickets are down I was seeing online. yeah you could not pay me to go to Florida mm-hmm. right now you could not pay me to go to Florida yeah. like I'm not fucking doing it I don't care who's on the card. Um, and that sucks for somebody like, uh, AJ Gray, who's kind of footing the bill on this mm-hmm. shit. Um, that's hard. He's a, he's an indie wrestler putting together a show, putting together a really cool show. Yeah. Um, he just announced that he is facing the partner of Shad Gaspard. Yeah, JTG, which is going to be an awesome match. That's fucking awesome. So I'm definitely going to pay for this, yeah. uh. Yeah. event and watch it online they're really good the the one problem with uh some of these larger weekends is that some of the shows are on so fucking late yeah <laughs> it's like yeah, i like, don't want to watch a show that starts at twelve thirty at night yeah and they even <laughs> like have old. one specifically for that like they call it like after hours or something like that it's like super like last not last year the year before uh 2019 before the pandemic joey janela spring break came on at like 10 o'clock at night my time and it it was like four and a half hours long or something it was so long and like it, his shows are always cool but it was just like it's so late and it this is so long <laughs> yeah they're spectacular mm-hmm. like they're they're fucking awesome shows yeah like some of the best shows i some of the best pay-per-views i've watched but like they're it, i'm too old for this shit i can't be mm-hmm. watching uh pay-per-views that late i remember when Ring of Honor and New Japan did that show, was it two or three years ago? Yeah, two years at ago. Madison's, Madison Square Garden. By the time I got to the main event of that show, uh, my eyes were in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I was so tired. I was falling in and out of sleep for the Ibushi match, and Ibushi is my second favorite wrestler. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And he was wrestling for the title, and I couldn't stay awake. Yeah. Like, I was... It's just mm. anyway. It's good wrestling, but pace yourself. Yes, it's. I think those shows are more like you can buy them on pay per view and all that stuff. But I think mm-hmm. they're more for the people there because I imagine it's a big party atmosphere there and stuff. So people are 
up late anyways, so. Yeah, and that's going to kill the sales this year. It's a pandemic. Mm -hmm. I don't know why indie shows decided to run uh, WrestleMania. It's it's a terrible idea. Yeah, I don't even know how WrestleMania tickets are doing. So I imagine... They're probably not doing well. Yeah. I haven't heard anything, but yeah. I would imagine the ticket sales for everybody is going to be fairly yeah. low. Because usually WrestleMania, you get a lot of international fans. And this year, I doubt there's going to be any international fans. If very no, few. We, I mean, the U.S. will take them, especially Florida. <laughs> yeah, Florida but, will take anyone. But <laughs> yeah, Florida will take anybody. Like Just because you can run an indie show in Florida doesn't mean you should. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no way you're going to get your money back. Yeah. Just wait till next year in Dallas, because then I can go, because mm-hmm. it's four hours away from me. So, <laughs> Just wait until you all get your fucking vaccines, mm-hmm. and fuck, who knows how, like, just, and don't do it, yeah, don't do it in Florida. It doesn't matter if you have your vaccine, nobody else, like half the people in Florida don't have their vaccines. Yeah. Just, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Uh, anyways, I feel bad for them. Support your indie wrestlers. Yes, Definitely. Okay, so uh, starting with news this week, um, I think this was news this week. Sometimes I get confused because it happens so early. It was uh, Andrade signing, or uh, not signing, Unsigning. Andrade <laughs> being released. Yeah. Um, fuck, if Andrade signed, that'd be huge news. Uh, who knows where he's going? That's very mm-hmm. exciting. He is top, top, top tier talent. Yes, definitely. Um, I suggest following some people from mexico Mm -hmm. if you want to uh get some of the uh not inside scoops but some insight into maybe some of his intentions uh promotions that he that he likes that he's worked for uh people that he's wrestled with before um he definitely has strong a strong relationship with roosh and i don't know what name he goes by now um Dragon, Dragon Lee, Lee. Is what I'd, yeah, I forget um, his name. He now. doesn't. He doesn't go by Dragon Lee. Any, Dragon Ryu is that what he's going by right now? I think so. Anyways. Or Ryu Lee, maybe. Ryu Lee. Okay, yes. And another guy, La Bestia. I'm not too familiar with his stuff. I'm I'm not familiar with him at all. <laughs> um, but though those are his boys, and they all wrestle in Ring of Honor. <laughs> that that's probably the place that I want him to wrestle the least. I doubt they can afford him because. <laughs> He's been doing interviews yeah. in Spanish, so I've just been like, like Lucha Blog on Twitter. They've been translating it and stuff, and mm-hmm. he's talked about how he doesn't want to sign in Mexico or sign anywhere in Mexico. He just wants to wrestle down there. He said he wants to sign up here, which me to me means that he wants to sign somewhere that can pay him because apparently, like WWE was just throwing him money before he left, trying to get him to stay. Yeah, he clarified that it wasn't a three million dollar contract per year. <laughs> Um, which was one of the uh, things that people had said. He said, no, it's a contract that would, over time, pay him millions of dollars. Yeah. So he would have been a millionaire Mm -hmm. uh, with this contract, and he walked away from it. So that's massive. Um, Yeah, for me, me, Ring of Honor Honor is weird because Sinclair could pay him. Yeah, if they wanted to. But uh, they don't seem to really care. And for me, it it's kind of changed, actually, like just recently, because a couple of my favorite guys just showed up in Ring of Honor. 
but uh, there's not a whole lot of matchups I would like to see him in in Ring of Honor because all his boys, you would think that he's going to join up, them yeah. with, the, with the Mexa squad. And then who? what's he going to do? Face Brody Lee or not Brody Lee, Brody King every week. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only match I'd want him to be in. Him versus however, Jonathan Gresham would be good in Ring of Honor. However, Brody Lee's new stable, which now has Chris Dickinson, Tony Deppin, and Homicide. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that stable? Yeah. I'll pay for that. Yeah, that's it. A- I'll watch that. Sixth stable. And that also confuses the hell out of me. Because I was sure, like, does Ring of Honor still have a working relationship with New Japan? Because Chris Dickinson is in the New Japan Cup. Yep, the USA. US bracket. Yeah. Um, as is Brody King. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chris Dickinson was in a stable there. Yeah. He was in, um, I can't remember his name. Um, the... Filthy Tom Lawler's yeah. stable. The, mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I forget what they're <laughs> uh, called. Tom Lawler's, it was, they were like the, the filthy fuckers. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so... Yeah, it's strange. I don't I don't really know where any guy is officially wrestling in that group. Mm-hmm. But it, like if he was to get in a rivalry with those four guys, that would be great. Those are four matches I want. And then again afterwards, there's just it's not a very deep roster. Yeah, they the roster's pretty thin right now. The the pandemic's really and, hurt their roster. And I have not liked Ring of Honor is creative in about <laughs> three or four years. Yeah. I I've I felt that it's been actually pretty weak for a while, pretty much essentially since the elite left. And even then when the elite were there, I only paid attention to them in New Japan. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't like the stuff they did in Ring of Honor. I liked the stuff that they did in New Japan. Yeah. It was more interesting because of the contrast with the New Japan guys. Yeah, for sure. Like I don't, I don't care about them facing the Briscoes. I don't care about them yeah. facing Dalton Castle. I'm sorry, those guys just don't. They don't. They don't draw my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of between AEW and I guess essentially Ring of Honor. But it's, so it's like okay, uh, or MLW. Like all the places have connections to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, AEW has a connection to AAA. Impact has a connection to AAA. MLW has a connection to AAA. Yeah, AAA works with a lot of promotions up here. <laughs> and Ring of Honor has a connection to CMMLL. Or CM. CM. CMLL. I doubt he'll go to back to CMLL because I know they treated Rush and uh, Ryu Lee pretty bad right before they left. They did, but they also... CM... They went to Ring of Honor because that's where CMLL told them to go. Yeah. So they were still sort of loyal to them. I don't really understand. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so it's interesting. Wherever he goes, he'll make a splash. Yeah. Um, he could go back to Japan. He had an awesome run in New Japan. He was the IC champ there for a while. So he had a good run there as La Sombra. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, man, I would, I think he would be excellent there. The problem is that he wants to wrestle all these different places. Mm-hmm. If he goes to New Japan, he can't also wrestle in Mexico. Yeah. If he goes to New Japan, he can't also wrestle in America. 
because in Japan they take their quarantining very seriously. Yeah. You you go there, you quarantine for two weeks, and you stay there until until the pandemic until the pandemic ends. He's not signing a new Japan. Yeah, it's not happening. This pandemic needs to end more and more. When I hear about all these wrestlers, like the mm-hmm. whole Forbidden Door thing, it's like just end pandemic so he can see what they want to do. He would he would be fantastic in New Japan, mm-hmm. but he won't be able to do all the other things that he wants. He wants to wrestle in the states. Yeah, so he's not doing both. I doubt he wants to stay too far away from Charlotte, too. So that as well, like the man's engaged. Mm-hmm. What's <laughs> like he's not he's not going to another continent. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's not happening. Anyways, this has been a long talk about Andrade. Let's get to AW. Yeah. This is an AW podcast after all. Maybe one day he'll be on the podcast. We can hope. Fuck me, that would be amazing. Yeah. Okay, so this episode of Dynamite was just really fun and wholesome. Yes, it was. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I won't say the whole episode was wholesome, but it was just a really good, yeah, like a really fun episode. Like, uh, I've heard lots of people say this has been their favorite episode, Mm -hmm. which is crazy to me because it certainly didn't have the stakes that other episodes have had. There was no major belts on the line. There was no major main event angle, but mm-hmm. there was a lot of really great stuff with the non-main event players in this yeah. in this uh, episode, and I felt that everything hit. <laughs> Me too. Everything hit. Everything they tried to do hit, and if you look down the card ahead of time, you look at it and be like, oh shit, this has to hit or it's going to be bad. This has to hit or it's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Like all of them. They all had to hit, or it was going to be bad. It was going to be something that people would complain about. And um, at least from AEW fans, AEW fans have loved last night's episode. Yeah. Okay, so the first match we had, Christian versus Frankie Kazarian. This, I loved this match. Yeah, this match was great. I liked um, everything about it. Christian... He, I mean, we'll get into it, but he didn't really miss like a, a beat or anything in the ring to me, at least. But I mean, he looked like he did, but I think that was the point because he looked pretty beat up by the end of it. But what was that part that he missed? I heard someone else say that. Oh, no, I, I said I don't think he missed anything. I heard people oh. saying it looked like he missed stuff, but I didn't catch anything. I just mean like he looked like he was beat up and like out of breath and stuff. But I think that was by design. Mm. I think that was just oh, yeah, him for selling sure. and. It's like, maybe, maybe not. I, I actually, uh, I do plan on talking about that a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, cause I did, I did hear someone say that he, uh, he might've missed his footing on a suplex or something, but I, I watched it back a second time and I didn't catch it. Yeah, I didn't. So I didn't catch anything that he had messed up on. But yeah, so obviously going into this match, this is Christian's first match in seven years. Yes. After retiring, um, He's facing Kazarian, who he had a series of matches with in TNA. I was not watching wrestling at that time, so I've not seen any of them. So oh, I was actually they had a ladder match this. in TNA that was so good. That's like whenever they announced this match, I was like, oh, I, I, I think Impact actually put it up to their ladder they match. Did. If you want to see it, it's on YouTube. But it was such a good match. It was just like on a random episode of the TV one time. It was like for a number one contendership or something. It was really good. Yeah, I've heard people have been mentioning that match all week. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I was excited for this one. And yeah, this was just a really great first match for Christian. He looked good. He showed that he could go for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. He took some he took some real bumps in this one that yeah. showed that he can still s- sell it. And he showed that he can still sell out for big moves. Yeah. Like he did have um, one move in particular in this one that was just like, wow, I was not expecting a man his age to do that. Yeah. Um, and I really thought Kazarian was the perfect guy for him to go in against, first of all, because he can match the sort of the old school aesthetic that, uh, the that Christian likes to wrestle because he's mm-hmm. again he's from a different era yeah and Kazarian kind of bridges those two eras yeah. together he's taken part in both um, Kazarian when he wrestled earlier was that new high flying guy yeah. and now he's not that new high flying guy anymore yeah yeah um, but yeah and I also thought like. I mean, it turns out it didn't, but uh, at the time, um, maybe this will draw in a few old NW or not NWA fans, a few old TNA fans. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so there were three things that uh, Christian showed in this, or he was doing one of three things in this match. He showed that either he's old and this is taking a lot out of him, mm-hmm. two, that he's expertly selling and everything was. And he was selling every little detail and all that was on purpose or a combination of the two. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably a combination of the two. Yeah, that's what I think too. Because oh. he was selling this match like it was sucking his life force mm-hmm. out. <laughs> and again, I think it was on purpose based off the timing of when he did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this almost went what... to, the, to the time limit, right? Mm-hmm. It did. Yeah, and uh, it uh, when he did have these these facial expressions, and when he was sucking wind, and he looked like he was about to keel over, it was always right before he did something surprising, yeah. and he came back. So I think it was it was on purpose, mm-hmm. and it also I'm sure it's not a coincidence that uh, he was doing that right after Edge's comments about no selling suplexes and stuff, yeah. <laughs> and then he's out there. Uh, selling right hands like he took a fucking super kick to the face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like random punches. He act like, oh God, I never want to take a punch yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, so right off the bat, uh, Christian takes an elbow to the jaw and he just crumples to the ground. He falls out of the ring. His legs are wobbly. His eyes are glassy. He's holding his jaw. He looks like he's like, oh fuck, I'm in over my head. Mm-hmm. What did I do? What did I do? And I was looking at him, and he's 1,000% playing up his concussion history. Yeah, yeah, because I uh, think they mentioned that a little bit, right? Like he's had history of concussions or something. Yeah, that, and then he read as a man whose bump card was way past due. Like, like it, it had fallen off. It had fallen in half. He'd gotten too many punches in it. <laughs> like, it's just a perforated edge now. Yeah. <laughs> and... And like he's taking Frankie's punches like they're the last punches he's ever going to take. I noticed as well that when Christian went up to the top rope at one point, um, he looked like he was talking himself through it. You could see him talking to himself. Yeah. He sort of hesitating. His feet hesitated a little bit. He went for what I think was a splash. I don't yeah, he know. does a frog splash. 
Yeah. Okay. It looked like a looked like some sort of frog splash, but Frankie rolled out of the way and he just ate shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it was good. It was like, okay, his ring rust and his him not having confidence in his old body coming back after seven years was the reason why he missed that splash. <laughs> and the second half of the of the match was an absolute near fall clinic. <laughs> they were just like they were some of the best near falls I've seen all year. Kazarian hit him with a with a chicken wing finisher, which he debuted on Elevation this week, and he said he was going to debut it on Elevation. He <laughs> told Christian he would. Yeah. So they put it over on Elevation, and then he put it on Christian, and they did like the they zoomed out with the above cam, and I was like, oh god, he might just tap Christian out. Yeah. There's a <laughs> couple points in this match where I was like, is Christian gonna? be cool with like losing his first match back. Like they really got me in some of the near falls and stuff. I was like, I was like, Oh shit. Like they, they're swerving us. Mm -hmm. Like it's, they're doing a story where Christian doesn't have it. Yeah. He can't, and he can't outwork everybody. Yeah. I was like, this is kind of cool, but nope, he gets out Mm -hmm. of it. Then Frankie hits a springboard leg drop into his flux capacitor, which I was like, Oh my God. Fucking Christian just took a flux. Capacity. Yeah, whenever Christian took that, I was like, "All right, he's he's back. He's good to go." <laughs> he took it's like, a "God damn, capacitor. don't break a rib, sir." Yeah. Um, there was one apron bump he took where it looked like it took the next forty years off of his life. Yeah, are you talking about the one where he's <laughs> sitting on the ropes and Kaz just pushed yeah. him over? Yeah, that bro- that bump was that's rough. You don't see a lot of younger like, guys oh, taking that bump. I was like, "Oh damn, sir!" <laughs> like, I don't know that your ribs can take that. Yeah. Um. And he looked like his facial expression looked like his ribs could not take mm-hmm. that. <laughs> um, but then Christian, of course, does he actually does hit his frog splash for the near fall, and he cleared half the yeah ring he got to hit this some hang time on that. I was like, wow, he still got like, the hops. I was like, holy shit, sir! Mm-hmm. Like that's that's really fucking good. And finally, an absolutely exhausted Christian hit the kill switch at the end and he looked like he he was done mm-hmm. like he he had absolutely nothing left there is that was like his his gas tank was on empty that mm-hmm. needle had fallen off yeah and he he was breathing heavy he was sweating his wrinkles got like more defined yeah his hair was <laughs> like, all he, he, he came like out a, with the perfectly parted hair but by the end of it is like standing up and stuff like he, yeah, he looked, looked like he was like in a, a fight fucking, yeah, he, he looked like the uh, like the like the graphic when you lose at the end of a Street Fighter fight. <laughs> yeah, and you're all bloody and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, it was awesome. It was really good. Like it looked it looked like he had been through a fight. Mm-hmm. And I watched that. I was just like, I don't know if he's worked me or if he just that's just how it is for him now. Yeah, I'm sure. Like and, you said, I'm sure it's a little bit of both because he he's a veteran, I loved it, man. so he knows how to work. But. Mm-hmm. It was so good, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- four stars. Yeah, for Obviously, sure. there's a lot more meat on the bone. This is, this is, they're probably he, they probably set up this match to make it look like a struggle, and eventually he's going to get better and better yeah. and better until he eventually loses to Kenny Omega. Yeah, but still, <laughs> I could see that. Like he just have him keep having these like twenty minute long drawn out matches because you know Kenny can go for like an hour and a half if he wanted to. 
So yeah. that, that's like the perfect way to set that up. It's like, just keep having mm-hmm. Christian barely survive these long matches. And then he goes in with the, the best bout machine and the guy he who just can can't last. Yeah. That'd actually be a really good story. Perfect. And Christian wouldn't have to take the pin. Like he just can't hold up. Yeah. He just fucking passes. Mm-hmm. He just expires into a cloud of dust. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. No, I, I thought that was excellent. It's good. Um, I'm happy to see Christian back on TV. He's great. Some people are still longest match of the night. Yeah. Too. Some people are still talking crap that he's back, but it's like, I don't know, man. He looks like a million bucks. Like his graphic before, like, he didn't look real. Shredded. Yeah. <laughs> Shredded. And he can still go. He's taking huge bumps, so he's obviously in good shape. He he's in better shape than he was when he was younger. Mm-hmm. For sure. And same with same with Edge. Yeah. All these guys who are coming back. Seidel, Edge, Christian. I wonder if it's DDP yoga. Back. It's that. It's also probably like as you age, you get you have less body fat. Mm-hmm. Is also, I think, part of. Although that's not necessarily the case. Some I wish they were gain true. weight. But <laughs> well, I mean, at a certain point, you yeah. start losing that. Uh, you start losing that body fat and everything. Yeah. You start and losing I mean, muscle too. <laughs> like healthcare in general is just better nowadays. Like nutrition and stuff. You know, we know more now and stuff. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, just great stuff all around. That was a that was a really solid uh, start to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, very different from what we normally see. We normally see like a really high octane match, and they're just like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna slow it down for you. Yeah, we're gonna take it old school a little bit, which is good because you don't see a lot of. I mean, you see slower matches in AEW, but you don't see a lot of matches like this in AEW, like old no, you don't. style, which is good. I I'm always the proponent that wrestling should be a variety show. You should have different types of matches mm-hmm. for everyone to watch. So, absolutely. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It makes me really excited to see what he can do with some of the uh, with some of the younger guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. like, what would a Darby Allen versus uh, Christian Cage that match good. look like? I mean, you know, he's going to be in a ladder match. You can't have Christian without being in a ladder match at some point. Fuck, that's how he dies for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe the match with Kenny and him is a ladder match. Okay, so let's segue from one potential broken down man to another and that is uh darby allen's art video where he just talks shit about broken matt hardy <laughs> and i'm literally talking about old broken matt hardy yeah not uh, not his character um so darby's out there he's throwing money off a bridge with uh with stinger um and he he's talking shit to to Matt Hardy, he's got a guy in the Matt Hardy uh, mask wearing like an old like cloak that he would maybe wear, I guess, mm-hmm. back in the day. The, that seemed more of a brood thing. So maybe this is a shot at Christian as well. Yeah. You never know. Well, the they Hardy's very, wearing the brood they, for a little bit. It didn't last very long. It was the new brood. It, it didn't get over. <laughs> well, they're <laughs> they're intrinsically connected. <laughs> That's true. Um, with their table ladders and chairs matches. Mm-hmm. And it's he's essentially saying that your body can't cash the checks anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you used to be the guy that my generation looked up to. You're the reason why I'm in this industry. You were, you were everything to us, but your body's broken now. And now all you do is use your money to get people's respect, to get people to like you. But people don't like you for yourself. They like you for your money. And I can't be bought. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, like him, um, him and Stinger throwing money off a bridge. That made me laugh. 
It's like Sting's just the dad helping his kid out his art project <laughs> it was weird sting didn't really need to be there because yeah. it's kind of funny because like all the shit he's saying about uh about hardy like obviously directly reflects sting as well mm-hmm. not the money but the broken down guy who can't who, whose body can't catch the checks that his mouth yeah is right yeah i think stinks come out and said that even the cinematic match took a lot out of him took a lot more than he expected it to yeah, I think it was Meltzer or somebody said that uh, his body was in shambles <laughs> after that match, and like I got, I I buy that because I was watching it. It was like, well, he's essentially just wrestling a wrestling match, mm-hmm. just not in front of a crowd. Yeah, and apparently they were like sick, like ten hour days, and I believe it's it. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So next we had. The Cody versus QT um, exhibition match with Arn Anderson as a special referee, and there's been there's people who like to talk a lot of shit about QT Marshall, and I'll talk a little shit about QT Marshall. He is boring. He looks like a gym teacher. That's what um, my wife said. Who's the gym teacher? <laughs> like, yes, that that's. That's sort. That's kind of the story they're telling. QT QT's forgettable, and Cody hasn't really given him a character. Cody has him stay late working on stuff. Cody has him behind the scenes. Cody doesn't give him any credit. QT's training everybody, and yet the uh, the factory the place is called the Nightmare Factory, which mm-hmm. is Cody's uh, which is Cody's name. It's not the QT factory it's the nightmare factory mm-hmm. it, the, the whole thing is like uh qt's under his thumb and heading into this i was like i i kind of buy this yeah and i was like who's the heel here because <laughs> cody seems kind of like the dick for sure <laughs> <laughs> well this is the thing that keeps happening with cody is that uh he keeps playing the face but in kind of heel with heel tendencies mm-hmm. with the spears storyline with the Darby storyline before, um, like at the beginning of Ada, when the beginning of Dynamite, um, he's done it with somebody else as well. I can't remember who, but he keeps patronizing these people mm-hmm. and putting them down and putting himself over them. Yep. Um, he right away, uh, and the, they know what they're doing because right away he comes out. QT's already in the ring. He doesn't get an introduction. Yeah. Cody gets the introduction. Yeah. He gets the fourth JR of July. Said, like, yeah, JR even said, where's QT's entrance? 1,000%. <laughs> uh, they know what they're doing. Like, mm-hmm. anyone who thinks, like, oh, oh, Cody's being an asshole, like, in, in shoot. Like, no, this is, they're working you. Yeah, I've always said they're that, working uh, you, that Cody's a heel. He just doesn't realize it yet. That's, what I would, that's how I look at Cody's character. It will, yeah, it'll happen eventually. Mm-hmm. And he knows that he's he's too good a heel. He knows how good his heel run with with Ring of Honor was mm-hmm. and with New Japan. It was amazing. You remember when he was trying to change the Bullet Club logo? That was like the best heel thing I'd ever seen in my life when he tried to change the well, Bullet Club logo. <laughs> also, when he changed the... He changed the championship to a championship ring mm-hmm. and he was wearing around the championship yeah. ring and that was when he dyed his hair... Uh, blonde he was such a prick <laughs> and he knows what he's doing he's good at it um and he clearly told jr to be like where's uh 
where's uh where's QT's fireworks? Where's QT's entrance? Mm-hmm. And some and I think it was Tony said like, JR, what do you think QT's thinking right now? And he said, I think he's pissed. He's like, I think he feels disrespected. Mm-hmm. And that was the first thing they said on commentary. Yep. So clearly this is the story they're telling. And Loki, this uh this feud and this build has actually been happening for a few months. Yeah. Because the this dates back to when Lee Johnson didn't call out QT yeah. as one of his trainers and he called everybody else out. That was like two months ago. Yeah, he even said Brandy, think Brandy, and you could just see QT in the back looking super pissed. <laughs> so anyone saying that this match and this feud didn't have a build, no, they've actually been using this a lot. Like mm-hmm. it was at the it was at the last pay-per-view when uh, QT walked out on Dustin, when QT walked out on Lee Johnson in the match, when QT walked out all these different times. It's happened a lot. And it happens just with his facials. You can always see that he's always upset. But, like, it's low-key. Mm-hmm. It's very low-key. It's, like, just sort of simmering in the background because it's kind of... It's a little bit of a mid card feud, a little bit of a mid lower card feud, almost maybe a AW dark feud. Mm-hmm. Like we might see a lot of it play out there or on elevation, which I think they're going to sort of elevate elevation mm-hmm. with this for a lack of a better term. It look, seems like they're putting some storylines on elevation, which is good. Cause when we get to the end, you know, all these, it's good that all these guys will have storylines and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's actually a couple advertisements for Elevation in here in the guise of promos, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But yeah, so this match, Cody comes out with his big entrance. He's got the two other trainers flanking him. The two other guys that were called out by Lee Johnson mm-hmm. are on either side of him. It's Billy Gunn and oh shit, uh, Dustin Rhodes yeah. are the two other trainers that were called out, not Brandy. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, so they come to the ring and they've got trainees and graduates all around the ring Mm -hmm. so we've got nightmare family and nightmare factory guys those are two different things that people are confused yeah nightmare factory are guys who are being trained that's the training facility nightmare family are guys that are actually wrestling in the company yeah and it's like cody's little mini faction and they're Mm -hmm. everyone's wearing all white it's cool visual Mm -hmm. it was cool it was it was very much like a training facility if you've watched any uh like dojo matches Mm -hmm. or training facility matches oftentimes the trainees are all around the ring so they really mimicked this uh this setup and it starts and it's exactly what cody said it would be he is he's doing the friendly competition he's selling the shoulder but he's just doing the friendly competition they start with holds and cutie's getting frustrated because obviously he can't he can't out wrestle cody so Eventually, QT starts targeting the shoulder. He starts, like, shoulder blocking the shoulder. Um, uh, oh, what's the... Put the arm behind the back. Not chicken wing. Hammerlock? De- thank you. <laughs> um, he starts getting him in the hammerlock, hammering on his on his back, stomping on his stomping on his shoulder. He's, he's really working and punishing the shoulder. And Cody is still getting up. He's not... He's not, you can see the frustration in his face that uh, QT's doing this, but he's still, no, I'm not going to do this. He, he, he'll get QT down and then he'll let him up and he'll clap mm-hmm. as he gets up, like, like clap a, with like the rest of the crowd. Dick. 
It's like, Cody, you <laughs> fucking turd. Yeah. Uh, and he goes to step on uh, QT's head at one point to get leverage, and he stops just above him and holds it there so that QT can see him doing it. And you can see the frustration in QT. Uh, he looks like he's about to fucking cry. Mm-hmm. He's getting so mad. And at one point, he got he gets sent to the outside, and... And Cody's waiting for him. And I think he Cody even holds the ropes yep. open for yeah, him to get him. in. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and QT gets back in. And he turns around and just pops Arn Anderson yep. in the face. That made me look, like, I did not expect that. I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, just sucker punch. I was like, oh, damn, here we go. So Arn goes down. QT leaves the ring. He goes up on the ramp. Um, everybody jumps into the ring. Except for the... Um, Except for guys who were still just trainees, mm-hmm. they stayed on the outside. Um, but so everyone gets in the ring, and this includes guys who were there are Nick Camaroto, who we've seen, um, all of all of the Gun Club, Aaron Solo's there, Anthony Agogo's there, who we've seen on commentary on AW Dark, um, Dustin is there. I think that's everybody. Mm-hmm. I could be. Oh, Lee Johnson, of course. Yeah. So they all rush the ring and they're checking on, on Arn Anderson. They're like, oh, what? And they're yelling at QT. What What the hell are you doing, man? QT, he looks like, oh, shit, I fucked up. His hands are on his head. And he turns his back and like he looks embarrassed. And then all of a sudden we see Aaron Solo run into the screen and he cracks Billy across the back with a chair. Mm-hmm. And then Nick Camarado attacks two guys. And then Anthony Agogo attacks two guys and they are just clearing the ring. Dustin gets busted wide open. Yeah. Um, of course, one of the Rhodes brothers had to bleed real quick. Oh, of course. <laughs> Dustin probably bled by accident. His <laughs> head, it's just scar tissue now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, Super violent, like mm-hmm. super, super violent. They bring Nick Camarado goes outside and just like it's nothing grabs steel chairs or not steel chairs, grabs steps. the, uh, the steps. Oh, before bring... we do that though, we got to talk about Ooh, his power yes. bomb on Lee Johnson. Cause that was one of the nastiest power bombs <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Where he power he bombed just... from inside the ring to the ramp. That was nuts. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He, he just tossed him like he was nothing yeah. over the, over the ropes, onto the ramp, flat back. Mm-hmm. That hurt. Yeah. Props then to Lee Johnson could, for taking that because that did not look fun at all. That, that was a bad bump. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then they grab. They go. He grabs the grabs the steel steps, and he's just he lifts it up like it's a fucking toy, and he puts it up on the ramp like it's a pedestal, and they pick up Dustin and QT just. Spike pile drives him right on top of the steps. He's already busted open. Um, and somebody wiped their bloody hand across the chest of Aaron Solo's it was, white uh, shirt. Lee Johnson, he when he picked up Dustin, he had his blood, so he just wiped it on him. Yeah, across the Nightmare Our Factory QT. logo, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who knows? Yeah. Somebody's <laughs> bloody hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they go back in the ring. They grab... They grab Cody, Anthony Agogo. He he takes off his little cufflinks. He unbuttons his uh, he unbuttons his sleeves. And if people don't know, he's an Olympic medalist in boxing. Yeah. So he gives Cody the one uh, unprotected shot to the to the ribs. Cody goes down in a fucking crumple. 
Anthony Agogo looks like a million fucking bucks here. <laughs> they take him out, they put his head on the on the steel steps, and they're going to give the mannequin Certo. Yep. Which is cool, considering Christian's there now. Yeah. And, and out runs Red Velvet, and I was like, oh, shit, Jade's going to Jade's gonna run out. Mm-hmm. She's going to get involved here. She didn't. Red Velvet puts herself in harm's way, gets Cody out of there, and I'll just talk about it now. Um, afterwards, later on, uh, Red Velvet was, she's talking to an interviewer. It doesn't last very long. You don't see the interviewer for more than a Two second seconds. before yeah. Jade runs in and just launches her into a bunch of crates. Yeah. <laughs> like, like just the crates went rolling across mm-hmm. the across the backstage. Like it looked like a bad a bad scene there. Mm-hmm. And she tells her, like, I'm that bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you are. And she's like, you almost made me break a heel. And then she walks off or something. <laughs> I was like, that is great. This is great. Yeah. Um I loved the whole presentation of this match and the beatdown. Yeah. This was the because before, I got to be honest, I wasn't too excited. I was like, okay, this is just a small feud to get it going. Mm-hmm. And then you had mentioned that you think a civil war was coming. I was still, I was like, I don't know. And then, but the execution of this whole promo, I was like, oh, okay, I'm I'm on board now. I like this. Yeah, what made me think of a, uh, of like a civil war thing. This was, I think it was on Sunday last week. I thought of this, um, Nick Camarado tweeted out the photo of the match graphic and said, I'll be at ringside to check this one out for you boys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing here. I was like, they're going to do a civil war where they're going to split up the nightmare fact, the nightmare uh, family. I was like, this is why they've been adding guys to this faction. Yeah. Sort of with what sort of seems like no direction. It was just, a, they were just amassing enough guys on each side so that they could break them up and have, yeah. And have that tension, which, I really liked it because it's it's a feud and factions that are very much based in reality. Mm-hmm. These guys are these guys are training at their facility. They have been trained by these two guys. Um, they were being trained by these two guys long before they were ever on AWTV. Um, QT is the guy who's kind of been under Cody's thumb at least. In terms of like, yeah, he's only been on TV because Cody has put him on TV. Otherwise, we would have never seen QT. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be on TV if Cody didn't let him. Yeah, um, everything that we've seen from him is because has been a favor of, of Cody's. He got his friend in here, and he and QT's kind of ashamed of that. Like these are all real life things. It's just like okay, I buy into this. Yeah, this is like a real life rooted feud that makes sense in the real world. This isn't like superheroes battling it out. These are, this is a guy who's jealous of his rich friend who keeps throwing him bones, but holding him at arm's length. Mm -hmm. He's like, I like this. This is, I get this. This is cool. The, the one thing that I will say is like very nitpicky and not, not a nitpick that I have, but I, I can sort of devil's advocate it is that if you haven't been watching Dark, you might be like, who the fuck are these guys? Yeah. Whereas I've watched Dark. I don't watch it every week, but I've watched at least five or six 
matches of each of these guys with the exception of Anthony Agogo. And I actually do appreciate this is the first time we've seen Agogo get physical <laughs> and he went out there and laid out Cody Rhodes. So I think that's cool. Um, yeah, I'm actually, I'm super excited for this. I, and I love Nick Camarotto's look. Yeah. He, he reminds me of big John stud. Yeah. He looks like a caveman. Uh, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited. I, like I was saying, I wasn't before. I was like, I don't, I don't know. This is going to be okay, I guess. But then it turned out to be cool. And I'm, I'm happy that it's a lot of younger guys that are mixed up mm-hmm. in this feud. So mm-hmm. they'll get more TV time and more reps and stuff. So that'll be good for the company as a whole. Yeah. I think I tend to think a lot of it is going to take place on elevation. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Me either. It gives you something to look like it you want to watch it and their storylines get you invested in it. Like they're trying to promote and make elevate, make elevation a more substantial product than dark was. Mm -hmm. You can see it already. Like just from the presentation, it has its own intro graphic where their faces are popping up. You can see people that they're elevating already. They have people that they have not signed yet in the intro graphic for that show. And you can see, like, okay, like you see, Matty Rinkowski's there, mm-hmm. and and Kylan King is there, and Danny Limelight's there, and like, okay, yeah, they have plans for all these people. They're going to give them storylines. They're going to, like, this is this is cool, and the, they're giving a reason for us to go and watch it because I have a feeling that, with the exception of Cody and maybe QT, a lot of this is going to play out on elevation. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's my theory at least. And you never know, maybe we might end up seeing Brock show up out of this, mm-hmm. uh, Arn Anderson's son. Yeah. So I do know that Cody did name drop Brock a couple days ago when somebody talked about, uh, who has been making the most progress in the company. He listed a few people, but he, he put Brock in there and this isn't, there's no secret here. Like, uh, Nick Comer, all very similar to the Pinnacle. All these guys that are in this group have all been referring referencing each other for for weeks oh, okay. now. Like we we don't see it, but it's like it's on online on mm-hmm. dark on whatever. Um, Anthony Agogo has been talking about Solo, Camarado, and QT all the time because he's like oh i've been training with these guys these guys are great these mm-hmm. guys do all these nice things for me while i'm over in your country mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a good accent i had it yeah. for a minute. i had you in the first i had you in the first half yeah i'm not gonna lie it was good it was good it's a lot better than mine i'm not even <laughs> gonna attempt to do mine so <laughs> yeah so this is uh this is good it's fun all right let's move on let's move on to the next thing which the, those elevation promos that I was talking about. Here's the first one. It's uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. For those who don't know, uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky sort of helped each other out. They sort of teamed up a bit on the previous elevation. They attacked uh, Matt and Mike Seidel. Hmm. Um, Ethan Page had a match with Mike Seidel. He beat him. and or No, it was the other way around. Um, Scorpio Sky had a match with Mike Seidel again, wouldn't release the, uh, the ankle lock mm-hmm. that he put on, um, the heel hook that he put on Darby. He wouldn't release it on Mike Seidel after he won the match. Matt Seidel ran out and then Ethan Page ran out and, uh, 
and they both beat them down. Oh, okay. And this week they had a joint promo essentially saying that they are the face of the revolution. Um, our competition's been below us. We're going to start taking everything that we want and we're going to and we're going to start on Monday. And they have a match against the Seidels. So again, this is just a straight promo, but it's disguised, or it's a straight advertisement for Elevation, but it's disguised as a promo. <laughs> so they're trying to funnel people off to the other show, which I think is cool. Yeah. Um, people have been asking forever to reference A.W. Dark to uh, so that people know what the fuck's going on over there. So, okay, yeah. Now we have some storylines that they're starting in in on dynamite and then maybe finishing on elevation which i think is cool yeah it's very cool that's how you got to do it you gotta mention it so people at least know it's there and mm-hmm. can think about it because then you have people like and i think this is a bad th- bad faith take because obviously they're going to beat people on aw dark but you're just like, oh yeah, look at Sean Spears. He's ten and zero, but it was all on AW Dark. I was like, well, yeah, of course he's winning on AW Dark. Yeah, you think he's losing on yeah. AW Dark? Like, so yeah, if you have people actually watching the matches, um, you don't have like Scorpio Sky or Kazarian show up and just like, oh, they're undefeated. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, okay, if you're watching the matches, then it gives a little more uh, credence to those to those records. Okay, so then we have a John Moxley vignette, and this is essentially John Moxley's an angry man. Yeah, <laughs> he's angry about Kingston's ankle. He's angry about being jumped all the time. He's angry that the Bucks aren't willing to get their noses dirty. They want to come out and talk people down and prevent fights and injuries from happening instead of actually getting involved in the fight. But he admits that he owes him something, but that also makes him angry because he doesn't like owing people <laughs> anything. And then he's like, and I've got this other match tonight against Cesar Bononi. He's big. He's pretty. He looks like a Baywatch, Baywatch. <laughs> like a Baywatch star. Um, he's been telling AEW for a while that he, you could probably make some money with this guy, but not if I kill him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> I really good. look for I really look forward to the uh to the John Moxley uh promos every week. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. He makes it sucks Kingston wasn't there this week, but I mean it makes sense because he's hurt, but you gotta write him off for a bit. Mm-hmm. You gotta keep him away. He can't just keep showing up and hobbling around. Yeah. Cause then whenever he does show up, it's gonna be like, Oh shit, Kingston's here. Yeah. You know he's gonna show up whenever the uh, whenever this blow off happens mm-hmm. with all these guys, you know he's gonna show up there and it's gonna be fantastic. He's act- he's gonna finally make good on saving John Moxley. Yeah. So I John get- Moxley's gonna be getting beaten down and then I don't know, maybe they throw up a timer on the screen. <laughs> and they're like, What's that timer? And then Kingston runs down and fucking shurikens kenny's head off. yeah i don't know that'd be awesome okay so let's hop right into this john moxley versus cesar bononi match this was not really what we thought because <laughs> it lasted a lot longer 
And I do want to talk a little bit about this. Most people on paper, they see John Moxley versus Cesar Bononi. They're like, why is this match happening? I'll let it slide because Cesar is going through some shit right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw his wife needs a bone marrow transplant. She's been stuck in Brazil. He hasn't been able to get her, get her over to America. He's been stuck in America because of the pandemic. And he's having a whole bunch of shit happening with with the government and all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad stuff. He's been going through a hell of a time with his family and Tony Khan and AEW have lobbied for him to at least get in front of the people who can make these decisions mm-hmm. and help him out. So them putting him on TV two weeks in a row, it's like, this is a nice sort of a nice gift and distraction for him yeah. with all the shit that he's going through in his life. Um, Cause it's essentially, if she doesn't get this bone marrow transplant, she, her cancer's coming back. Yeah. It's like a guaranteed thing. Um, is what the doctors have told him. So, yeah, this is cool. And Benoni, he is who he is in the ring. He's a big guy. He's kind of slow, but he's strong and he looks good. Mm-hmm. And Moxley sold for him a bit in this match. It went past a commercial break, with our, which I thought was shocking. Yeah. What, what I did like, though, was all of Benoni's offense came as a result of his new Very Strange Faction. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's only it's actually it's only really strange because the faction is Avalon and Nemeth and Benoni, which makes sense. Yeah. They're all these pretty hunky guys or pretty in quotation quotations for, yeah. for Avalon. And then J.D. fucking Drake, yeah. <laughs> the redneck badass or whatever his name is, who I have all the time in the world for J.D. Drake. But oh, he's awesome. He, but yeah, he, it's just funny seeing him out there with these other guys. This man has more in common with Dusty Rhodes than he mm-hmm. does with uh, with Peter Avalon mm-hmm. or Ryan Nemeth. But uh, yeah, this was a... Uh, it was what it was. Um, but yeah, Moxley was out there alone and he was having all these guys like grab at his ankles, grab at his leg when he was bouncing off the rope. So that's where all the offense came from in this one. So I like that. Yeah. Um. And it's kind of, it got J.D. Drake on TV, which mm-hmm. I am a huge fan of that. And we actually get more of J.D. Drake next week. He gets a title shot next yeah, week. Yeah, that. that's cool. Which is going to be cool as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, J.D. Drake's like a 14-year veteran yeah. on the indies. Yeah. He he can go. He's a big dude. Like, he's he's rotund. He's a, but, the uh, definition of a hoss. Yeah, he's... Uh, <laughs> He's that southern barbecue hoss. Mm-hmm. He's out there in cowboy boots, and he just chops the living hell out of you. Yeah, he looks like when you think of a 1983 NWA wrestler, it's J.D. Drake. Oh, yeah. Like, I think he just looks like a horseman. Mm-hmm. He looks like a horseman. If they want to, if they're going to drop the the suit gimmick, like the all-wearing, like, nice three-piece suits, he would actually be a good guy to maybe oust Sean Spears. Mm-hmm. As uh, he's because like, he's more in the FTR mold. Yeah, he's that type of guy. He's already wearing the red jacket, mm-hmm. the red the red uh, bomber jacket that the uh, that FTR, FTR wears. wears. Yeah. So I just have that in my mind's eye. Is it, I I feel like he's going out for beers with them after the more than likely after the, 
after the recordings. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next we have the Team Taz promo, which I th- you must have loved and hated. Oh, I hate it because I don't want him to break up, but oh my God, Ricky Starks was crap. I was like dying laughing at Ricky Stark. I couldn't keep my focus up the way he was sitting there with his hand underneath his chin and he was just like fake, fake and smiling. That's so fucking funny. I couldn't stop laughing. Uh, yeah, me too, man. It was, <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. And then the way he was like, like very... overacting all his lines, he's like, oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's incredible. Yeah. yeah so very similar to last week, we see... Uh, Taz, he's got all the guys that are lined up in like a lounge sitting in their chairs and he's trying to assure everybody that everything is fine and dandy in the world of Team Taz. And speaking of dandies, Ricky Starks interrupts <laughs> and he's 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 telling everybody that oh he's having a great time. He had a great time competing with his brothers on on dark this week and then he he like you said he has his hand under his chin <laughs> and he's winking and he's he's like oh what trouble with us no there couldn't be mm-hmm. <laughs> and like and then we've got hook and uh hobbs are just sitting there like oh god <laughs> like <laughs> and then he asks uh he asks cage he's like hey man um what what did you think of our victory on uh on dark and Cage is like, oh, well, I'm surprised you asked. And he gets up. And he says, you know what? I thought we would have uh, thought we would have won a little sooner had you tagged me in. Uh, we would have gotten that W. And, and then Taz jumps back. He's like, he's like, enough, guys, enough. Mm-hmm. Sit down. He's like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And uh, you can't stop the path of the path of rage. And <laughs> I picked up on that because he gifted that line to Brian Cage when he first joined Team Taz. And the, and his intro, his whole intro is, you can't stop the path of Cage. Mm-hmm. And he's essentially taken that back yeah. from, from Cage. And I don't think that's a coincidence. Me either. I think that he's mad and he's like, I'm going to take back my, I'm going to take back my tagline. Yep. That's what like, you get you don't, for speaking out. You, you don't get to use my tagline anymore. Mm-hmm. Which this this is piss funny. Yeah. I, Ricky Starks made this whole segment. It was so funny. But Ricky I, Starks had me cackling. Yeah. Man. I do hate that they want to break up Team Taz. Hopefully, if they Cage doesn't leave, the rest of Team Taz stays together because I don't want them to break up because yeah. I like seeing Hobbs and Hook on TV. They look like two, just two big badasses. Hobbs and Hook's got to be a tag team, man. Mm-hmm. It's too per- That name? Yeah. That name alone, Hobbs and Hook? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they either That's need to be awesome. a wrestling tag team or a law firm. but <laughs> <laughs> Or like, but like a, a crooked law firm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They only, if, you, if they get you off the case, then you got to help them with something later, like hiding a body or something. <laughs> they're, they're a mob. Uh, yeah, mob, mob law firm. Yeah. But yeah, I just... I uh, I love Team Taz so much, but yeah, yeah, excellent stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. Okay, so then we have Pinnacle versus Inner Circle. This is another funny but cool segment. It starts off really. It starts off well. We have MJF. He's they're in the the Pinnacle locker room, which yeah. used to be the Inner Circle locker room, and he's he's giving the gift to his boys. He's like, guys, I got you a, uh, I got you. 
a stylist. We we can pick out our new clothes. I got us an interior decorator. He's going to help us with the locker room. And he's going to get the smell out of the bathroom. And he opens the bathroom door, sees Jericho, Santana Ortiz, <laughs> and, and Sammy standing there. I don't know how long they've been in that bathroom. Yeah. But... but the angle that they have it at, you see, you see MJF's face. He's like, "Oh shit!" He closes the door. He goes, "We gotta get out of here, boys." Nope, we gotta go. We gotta go. He's yeah. like quickly like heading over to the door. He opens the door. Fucking Jake Hager. <laughs> and then Jake Hager's there. He just cold cocks MJF. All hell breaks loose. They're just beating the holy hell out of the pinnacle. Um, Sammy does his burning GTS. It has a name. I can't remember what it is, but he does oh, it in a remember. way that it sends Spears through a door headfirst into a door, and then he slams the door on his yeah, head. Yeah, that looked brutal. <laughs> Jake Hager puts Wardlow through a massage a massage table, and the two masseuses are there. They go to help him up, and Just Hager goes, low. "Don't touch him." Yeah, <laughs> which is really good. We go outside, and Santana Ortiz are beating down FTR and Tully. And yeah, I saw Tully, put, Tully taking some bumps, man, when they were in the beat down. <laughs> Tully took a shot. And yeah. they, put, they put cash into, uh, into, the, into the ice bucket. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cute. They've, they dumped him in the ice bucket. And then they pull over to, to uh, Dax, and Dax is it busted wide A open. lot. Like, that was so much blood. I was like, what the hell happened? <laughs> It happened off camera. Yeah. And Santana's, the whole front of Santana's shirt was all blood. Yeah, covered in blood. Because that's what I noticed first was his shirt. I was like, what the heck? And then I saw, uh, was it Cash or Dax? It was Dax. Dax, The side of Dax's face is all bloody. And he's just got a fucking puncture wound. Yeah, he posted posted on Twitter the whole, I was like, oh my God, I don't even know what happened. He got like 20 stitches Mm -hmm. from the top of his head. And there's just this giant looks like hamburger goose egg yeah (laughs) yeah it looks like someone hit him in the head with a hammer Mm -hmm. and it's brutal and that happened off camera so santana sort of had to fake puncturing his head yeah with the leg of a chair he broke a chair and then took the leg of the chair and stabbed him in the head with it but the injury was already there so i don't know what happened (laughs) some an anvil fell on his head somewhere while they were it was so much blood. <laughs> and then they go back to Jericho, and Jericho's beating the holy hell, the holy hell out of MJF. And Jericho looks good. Like he, yeah. I said he last looked, week, I bet he's getting svelte. I said it. Yep, for <laughs> sure. Like he's a he. He didn't eat for two weeks. Yeah, he, that he man cut carbs and ate like celery sticks. I will say when Jericho wants to look good. He looks good mm-hmm. when he wants to look stupid and wear ill-fitting fit, Ill cartoon blazers. Then he looks bad. Yeah, it, yeah he, he looked cool. He had shit on purpose. all black and his hair was in a ponytail. And I think when they first opened the door, he had like aviator sunglasses on. He looked cool. Yeah, like he, he can look good, but he is just kicking the, the dog shit out of MJF. He gives him a swirly in the toilet. <laughs> then he, he takes him back out of the bathroom and throws him headfirst through the Pepsi fridge that they had i was like oh damn mm-hmm. and then they throw them out of the throw them out of the locker room it was like okay this is this was a good beat down yeah this was fun he takes a sip of the bubbly that was in there yes takes a sip of the bubbly and dumps it on mjf yeah i was like I, okay nice 
I like the beatdown. I said something to you. I, I did expect to see Inner Circle back, but it's fine. Because you had mentioned it's been like three weeks. I was like, oh, shit, it has. I thought it had been a lot sooner. But yeah, the only my only complaint was I don't know if commentary didn't watch this live, but they sounded like like a video game commentary. It's like, oh, they're really taking mm-hmm. it to the Inner Circle. Oh, what a shot. Like, it just didn't. It sounded off. But I was, watching, I was like, I don't think they watched this live. I But... <laughs> This match gets three stars. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what it sounded like. Your score is fair. Yeah. But it was, it was, I loved it other than that. Just, the, it wasn't even until towards the end, too. I was like, this commentary sounds really off. But maybe, maybe they yeah, just like, filmed it at different times. But <laughs> I mean, probably. It probably wasn't happening live. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, yeah, it probably wasn't happening at the same. They were clear. Yeah, I don't know. Cause it wasn't a live crowd. Yeah. So they could have, uh, just had them do commentary. Yeah, it was JR that sounded off. Yeah, yeah, JR. Um, yeah, because that's what it made me think of, like the old SmackDown games or something with JR. Mm-hmm. Excalibur sounded fine. JR sounded a little off. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I only picked up on that after you mentioned it. Yeah. It, it wasn't until the end, and I was like, wait, that just doesn't sound right. But <laughs> Yeah, no, there's a, there's some, there is a very stilted quality to mm-hmm. the, the But other than that, it, those like, games. it was all great, and Poor Dax, man. I don't know. <laughs> I want to know what happened. That was nuts. Because it just cut to him and he was just covered in blood. It's like what? It's like a horror movie. <laughs> it was funny when, yeah, when they showed Santana, it was like, why is Santana's whole shirt red? Yeah, I thought he had like a different shirt on at first or something. And then just, nope. Just another man's it's blood like, all over him. How did they not catch the puncture of his head mm-hmm. on camera? I wonder if he like anyway. tripped and maybe hit his head or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's why it's like, Something sharp fell from the rafters mm-hmm. and just like tonged him right in his bald head yeah. dome. It was good. Right. It was good. Yeah, I'm no, excited to see where it goes fantastic. more. I mean, even with his head bleeding, that adds more to the brutality that you know they're going to take to each other. Oh, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to jinx it, but you know, it's going to be blood and guts, man. It's got to be. It's got to be. The, the weird thing is with, with the inner circle, I, I only want to cheer for half their team. Mm-hmm. Me too. I only <laughs> want to cheer for uh, Prime Powerful and Sammy. That's all I really it's want un- to cheer for. It's it's kind of unfortunate because mm-hmm. you, re- if you're going to do blood and guts, you want to really want the faces to win. Yeah. But like, I don't like Hager's never going to be a face to me. No, no, no. Jericho is probably never going to be a face to me. The fucking thing with Jericho is he's so damn good at his job. Yeah, he's so good at his job. He's it's just his extracurricular stuff is what it's always like, oh, come on, man, just stop. That's the thing. <laughs> like, outside outside the business, I can't stand mm-hmm. the guy. Yeah. But uh, on t- on TV, like, he makes me forget that. Mm-hmm. Yep, like, that's, for sure. That's how good he is at it. So kudos to him for making me forget that I hate him. <laughs> um, yeah, but Santana and Tease and Sammy? I I'm gonna be cheering for those boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I'm so happy that because Santana and Ortiz they look like ruthless, and I was like, this is what I want from them all the time. Please give me this all the time. They brought back serious inner mm-hmm. circle, which is cool. Yeah, I oh, serious. That's another circle. thing I was gonna mention because before the beatdown when they were doing the inner the the pinnacle part, I was like, oh, I thought MJF said that the pinnacle wasn't gonna be goofy like this with like the stylists and stuff, but then it all made sense once. They were standing in the bathroom, but at first I was like, "Oh, this is kind of like an inner circle 
bit. Don't do this. Come on, guys. But it all made sense once it got going. Yeah, it did. It did. Okay, so next we had uh, Matt Jackson being confronted by Don Callis. So it starts with Don Callis interrupting a Young Bucks interview that they were having, and he pulls Matt Jackson aside to address him directly. And he tells Matt that Kenny loves... He tells him that Kenny loved them. Mm-hmm. Like, he really loved the Young Bucks, and he still does. But the Young Bucks don't love him back. He thought that they were best friends. But last week, the Bucks left Kenny in the ring to get assaulted by the Lucha Bros. They left him bloody, lying in the ring. They were nowhere to be seen. He says that that, that decision broke Kenny's heart, especially after they chose after he chose to follow them to AEW and he didn't follow them because of AEW. He followed them because they were his family. They were his young bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, just like they left his dad alone to get assaulted by Jericho. He doesn't know. He doesn't know how to reach Matt Jackson, how to get, how to get that fire in him because he just sees a guy who's cold and dead inside. Yeah. And then, and then he slaps Matt really hard across yeah. the face <laughs> and Matt immediately grabs him by the neck or by the collar and then he just lets him go and Don just looks at him in disgust and says like you are disgusting just because of, he has no passion essentially mm-hmm. but really he's just not a he's just not an asshole yeah he's not gonna, <laughs> he can't because if he would have hit Don Callis and Don Callis could say I'm not a wrestler I'm an executive from another company like what is all this and he's smart Matt's too smart for you Don Matt's a face, Don. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's face. true. That too, and, that too. But you know, you know what's coming eventually. You know oh, he's yeah. getting those. You know he's getting those double super kicks. Yeah, he's getting double super kick probably through a table or something. Oh, it's going to be good. It's mm-hmm. going to feel good with those stupid rose tinted glasses that he has. <laughs> yeah. I, I see a lot of people say they don't like the angle. I maybe it's just because uh, I get it. I'm such an ECW mark, and when he was in. ECW who sires the virus and he was such a prick then and I just loved him and like I, I, I liked Don Callis a lot but I think people just want to see Kenny if there's any complaints I think people just want to see Kenny just come out and wrestle they don't no I I get it I, mm-hmm. I understand why why people don't like it it can be a little corny and a little melodramatic uh-huh. I understand but they need I to do like more them. stuff like the painting they, they've got they've got a lot of they've got a lot of goodwill with me mm-hmm so, like, I understand why people wouldn't like it, but I like it. I think it's good. And I'm a fan of Don Callis, and he really rubs some people the wrong way. He's sort of, he's sort of an all-or-nothing guy. That's true. Really like, you either really like his inclusion or you really hate it. Yeah, because I and, remember when he did commentary for New Japan, even then people said they didn't like him. And I was like, what? I like him on commentary. I don't know what you guys are talking about, but, you know, different oh, strokes, different it. folks. But I just think people just don't like Don Callis. But he's always been like a kind of like a mealy little prick guy, so. He's Bobby he's, Heenan. He's good at it. He he's Bobby Heenan. Yep. He, he's just another 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 uh manager slash commentator in that role. It, it's nothing new to wrestling. That's mm-hmm. that's been around forever. Yeah, for sure. I like it. But I did like that he brought up the stuff from Kenny's because I thought Kenny's promo last week in the ring, like I thought that was like one was of really Kenny's good. best promos he's ever done. And like I like that they brought that up too. That you know he he wanted to stay in Japan, but he came here for you guys. I I think that's really good. I find that a lot of the heels in AEW 
for the most part, are quite relatable. <laughs> like, you can sort of, you understand where they're coming from <laughs> to the point where, like, if you wanted to cheer for them, you could. Yeah. So it's like sort of like the Marvel villain thing where when Marvel villains are good, like uh like Michael War- B. Jordan and Warmonger, yeah. uh, like, he's Pan- making a lot of good points right now. <laughs> I was like, Hey, I get it. Like with QT, it's just like, yeah, Cody's a dick. Yeah. That's why you gotta have you can have your sympathetic villains, but you also have to like in Black Panther, the chills them just murder people. So you gotta yeah, you can sympathize with them, but this guy's also uh, just a complete lunatic. So you can't really sympathize with mm-hmm. too much, or like when Eddie Kingston was the was playing the heel to John Moxley. You're just like, mm-hmm. I like Eddie Kingston. I understand why he's upset. I understand why he's doing these things, mm-hmm. and people wanted to cheer for Eddie Kingston. Yes, like and now we the, get to. They're writing. They're writing good villains, mm-hmm. um, and you can see clear as day that Kenny's being manipulated by Don Callis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So whenever Kenny decides to turn on Don. That's going to be cathartic as well. I really think, because it's been pretty obvious for a while that it's going to probably be Hangman Page to take the title off Kenny. And I think mm-hmm. after Hangman wins the title, that's when Kenny snaps back so he can be a face again to Dawn. Yeah, we'll see. I. Uh, it's funny because you see, you see all these other people who are turning their focus towards the title as they should. And you're mm-hmm. like, ooh. You're like, I would love the opportunity. I would love it if these guys had a valid chance, mm-hmm. like had a realistic shot to beat him. But if you, if you plotted it out so that it has to be hangman, you can't do those little swerves, but it's probably still going to be hangman. It's got to be hangman. You don't want to do the, the what's it? 1997 sting where sting was totally got to win the title. And then they gave the belt to Lex Luger for some reason <laughs> for like a month. And like, it just totally derailed. I was like, what? That made no sense. <laughs> I know why they do that stuff. They do that stuff so that certain guys can then be the transitional champion mm-hmm. to to get it to somebody else because they don't. I don't know. Sort of like how uh, with the Andrade. Yep. Yeah, he talked about that. Can, yeah, he talked about how he had to be the guy. Who did he go over? Uh, Drew McIntyre. Because they thought uh, uh, Adam Cole's too short. Yeah, they had Andrade beat McIntyre because he's closer in size, and then had. Cole immediately beat Andrade. Mm-hmm. Well, it went it went Andrade, so and then Alistair Black got it from Andrade, and then okay. Adam Cole got it. Right, so <laughs> it just kept going smaller and smaller yeah. and smaller until it's so strange. Yeah, I don't think Andrade's that big either. I mean, he's probably like six one, six two, but he's not like because Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre's just a large man, so he's gonna be, thicker at least. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's, like uh, Adam Cole's quite small. Mm-hmm. But Adam Cole, I don't know. We're, this is not an NXT show, but he's so believable as a heel that I forget yeah. how small he is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk about this next match. Oh, this is, match was so good. Which is Kenny related because Kenny is in it. Mm-hmm. It's Kenny and the Good Brothers versus Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid. Yes, um, and you have in the notes another PWG match. PWG, PWG. I love that they're giving us our PWG fix while the PWG can't mm-hmm. run shows. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Yeah, it was a better version of mm-hmm. the match we got last week. Um, we had uh, this one had Kenny in it, which uh, is a big reason for that, I would assume. Although normally the Bucks are amazing at those matches, but for whatever reason, last week did, didn't click for me. Well, last week I, you know, I loved it, but they just yes, they didn't slow down 
last week's at all. Like it was just bam, 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 bam. And a lot of times that's it's hard to focus. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. This one, this one was fast as hell. Mm -hmm. Like one of my things I that I loved about it was how the Good Brothers picked up their speed. Yeah, to match the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid. I was like, holy shit! I love when we could see uh, Carl Anderson just go because he is such an underrated wrestler, man. He is so good. How he's not been world champ in some company is beyond me because he is so good. Yeah, I was like, these old rednecks can go <laughs> with these young guys. They were they were flying around. They they looked really good. And again, Carl Anderson specifically, he had one. I don't know what the kick is, but the the Claymore kick that he does. Oh, he was. Uh, I forget what he calls it. It's like this. It's not the sick kick because that's uh, Roderick Strong's. It's like the kick of doom or something like that. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I'm just going to call it the kick of doom anyways, yeah. even if it's not. But he hit Phoenix with that and just knocked his face off. Yeah. And like, Phoenix landed, rem- like, because Phoenix always lands crazy, but he landed right on his head. It was, I was like, oh, fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. And, yeah, they, yeah, man, the Good Brothers looked like they were wrestling 10 years younger. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. They looked good as hell. Yeah, this was and like G1 Carl Anderson. If you ever just go on YouTube and look up G1 Carl Anderson, and you'll see what we're talking about. 1,000%. And fucking Doc Gallows' head kicks always shock me. Yeah, because he's so big <laughs> and he can get that leg up there. It's crazy. And he doesn't do it as a big boot. He does it as like a, it's like a roundhouse, yeah. <laughs> roundhouse sidekick. I'm yeah. like, oh, shit. Yeah. You're going to decapitate someone with that. Yeah. Fucking... Ham hawk. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and Laredo Kid and Kenny just continued with their little mini rivalry that they have, mm-hmm. which has stretched from their meeting in Triple Triple A. Yeah. Because that was his yeah. last defense, right? Was against Laredo mm-hmm. Kid. Yeah. Yeah, and Kenny brought it back up when he came out. And yeah, he brought the title Laredo back Kid. out. <laughs> yeah, he brought the title out with him mm-hmm. in this match as well, which is cool. Yeah, I yeah, you think they mentioned on commentary too that he's going to, for the Impact title when he came. Yeah, out. I'm, I'm surprised Rich Swan hasn't shown up yet. You would think that Impact would want to. Yeah, because I think that show's next weekend. It's WrestleMania weekend. Is that show? Yeah, they got to be. Uh, you'd think they'd want some people to show up on AW, but yeah. Oh well. Yeah. AW is definitely getting the uh, good end of the stick yeah. in this relationship, man. Holy shit! Like. The Good Brothers are basically not Impact talent anymore. I know. They don't have the titles anymore. And Don Callis is pretty much an AEW character. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know uh, <laughs> I don't know when the Good Brothers contracts are up, but you got to think they're signing AEW. Oh, for sure. This. For sure. Holy moly. But yeah, this this was good. Um, it ended with... Uh, Ken, or it looked like Laredo Kid was going to pick up the win over Kenny. Um he uh ray phoenix runs across the ropes like out of camera across the ropes just kicks kenny's head off mm-hmm. then laredo kid hits him with a mishinoku driver i was like oh this is it yeah they're gonna i thought they're laredo gonna, yeah get two wins in week two weeks yeah this one over kenny and then maybe he can challenge kenny for the title on another telecast and they're they're gonna continue this feud mm-hmm. this is gonna be really cool nope kenny kicks out um then he's able to uh, dodge a dive from Laredo Kid, 
V Trigger, One Winged Angel, that's all she wrote. Then post match, they're they're celebrating in the ring and Moxley comes. Well, for, first we have Don Callis run down from commentary, looking like a little girl skipping like across <laughs> her hopscotch, yeah. doing her Shane McMahon, Shane McMahon impression or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we have then Moxley comes sauntering out, and they look up at him on the rampway. They're like, "Man, what are you doing? One on four, give me a break." And then behind him come the young bucks. Yeah. And they stop. They stop at the uh, what do they call that? They're like the fake pane of glass mm-hmm. that they do sort of in uh, WWE sometimes, and they do it a little bit in AEW. Yeah, as where well. they don't cross the the plane. They don't cross. They don't cross the threshold. But yeah. they cross the threshold. They're not really there to fight because they know mm-hmm. Kenny's chicken shit. Kenny and the Good Brothers. They scatter. Kenny is apoplectic. Because it's the Bucks. Mm-hmm. The Bucks came out to to fight Kenny, and he's pissed. And then it cuts away. It goes to the next segment. But that was cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. That match was uh, much better than last week's. At least for me, last week it last week was quite literally a spot fest. Yeah. This one, this one, I, I just felt like it was put together a bit better. It was more interesting for me. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, it's a little more cohesive, and but yeah, I thought this was a hell of a match. If you know me, yeah. you know I love PWG style crap, so that's what this was. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was, thought it was great. Um, I mean, yeah, like four stars. <laughs> uh, could I could uh, argue for more than that? I couldn't argue for any less. Like I would, uh, I'd fight anyone that says below four stars. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely a four star match. Lots of fun. Lots of high spots. What more do you want for your on your weekly show? I don't. I don't want for any more. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so next we have Britt Baker doing another elevation promo, and this this was a really cute one because she comes out and she's talking about elevation. She's like, "Elevation's really cool. You have huge stars like me elevating the stars of the future in AEW," and I looked on next week on this Monday's telecast. And I saw that another future star Thunder Rosa is going to be on it. That's so good for her. She gets to pad her stats. It's really nice for her to boost her wins because the one big win she has was doesn't even count. And that was the one with me that she had. It was unsanctioned. So she really needs to get her wins up. And Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, this is fucking brilliant. This is so funny. Mm-hmm. Like it Such further, it furthers that rivalry. It's snarky as shit, and again, it's hyping up elevation. Mm-hmm. It's like this is fucking smart. This is good shit. You're definitely gonna get people to watch elevation if you keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I like that a lot. It's really good, and yeah, it's funny. It make like it almost seems as if they're trying to sell elevation to a company or to maybe, but maybe it's they a backdoor say, pitch yeah they say they're not like no. they say elevation is separate from their new one hour show so like okay i trust you mm-hmm. but <laughs> but like and maybe that's what they say but then they're also like well somebody wants to buy it we're not going to say no <laughs> it could could be proof of concept mm-hmm. for somebody on the other show they say it's coming so it probably i mean they don't really have to sell it 
Yeah. TNT already bought it. Yeah. They it's gonna be on, it's gonna be on TBS, right? Maybe or, not yeah. confirmed. It's a it's a Warner Television show. Oh, okay, and so it could show up on CNN if they wanted. To. <laughs> That'd T- be funny. TBS had uh, TBS had WCW on yep. their show they had back in the day. Thunder. It and was Saturday Night. It was Thunder. Let's not do that again. Yeah, no more Thunder. But <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to uh, do like that level of B show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was bad shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I loved it at the time. Uh, yeah, I thought it was cool. It was like more wrestling, but then I I know all the wrestlers and the writers and everyone hated it. Like I don't want to do this. Eric Bischoff didn't even want to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much Ted Turner making him do it. Yeah, again, this is the old the old thing with Eric Bischoff is that he lies about everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you never know. Yeah, <laughs> what what the real story is there, but yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah, the the story of that is funny. The, the, although the one thing I always associate with Thunder was Raven, so mm-hmm. I have I have fond memories of Raven yeah. and his flock. Yeah, God, that was such a cool stable. It was really cool, and they sat with the flock at ringside mm-hmm. watching all the matches. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, especially like how old I was when that happened. I was like thirteen. Like nothing's cooler than a bunch of dudes in leather jackets just being cool and edgy. Just like oh yeah. Go buy a bunch of flannel and wear it yeah. on your waist. <laughs> yeah, combat boots and scraggly hair. It's like the coolest thing ever when I was 13. Grunge as mm. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so next match we had Tay Conti and Sheeta versus Nyla Rose and The Bunny. Um, what were your thoughts heading into this one? Uh, I thought this was going to be a pretty big bunny showcase because it seems like they're hyping her up for the next Sheeta bout seems like to me her next big contender and uh i thought this was a lot of fun all four women looked great uh which we don't see the bunny i don't has she wrestled in AEW? i can't think of it's been a few times she she has uh she did early mm-hmm. she was one of their first few signees yeah so she was involved um she was involved quite a bit heading into dynamite yeah like she was on the uh, those pay-per-views and she did a couple like mixed matches, like uh, tag matches and stuff, and then she was gone for a while, and then she did that storyline with Brandy. Yeah, the, for with a bit. QT and stuff. Yeah, that's why I was. Gonna, yeah, I remember that. But yeah, she it's good to see her wrestling again. Because uh, I've only seen her a few times in Impact, and I remember they killed her in Impact when she left, which is funny because yeah. Impact, Impact just doesn't care; they'll just kill people. <laughs> but uh, it's good to see her wrestle, and I thought all four women looked great. Of course, you know, Nyla, Sheeta, and Ty, they always look great. But this is a lot of fun. Yeah. I was uh I was impressed with Allie because the impression of her early on that was fairly universal was that she was lacking mm-hmm. in AEW, that uh they had to I think they had to edit around a couple of her spots at one point. Mm-hmm. Um but no, I thought she, she held her own and I, I thought when she was in the tag team tournament with Brandy, she looked really good. Yeah, maybe um, tag team I, is what fits her best, so she doesn't yeah. have to be in for too long and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she she looked really good. the The absolute highlight of this was Tay Conti's hot tag. Oh yeah, holy fucking shit! They gotta start pushing her a lot more soon, man. Because even like well, on Facebook and Twitter, everyone's just talking about how good she is now and stuff. So they gotta. Yeah, it. Uh, I. 
It's funny. I actually, I kind of disagree. I think that I think they're pushing Conte for the next title shot. I don't know that oh. they're doing. I don't know that they're doing Ali. I could see that. I think I think they're doing Conte, but I think she's she's going through Ali first. Mm-hmm. She's gonna have like a little mini feud with mini Ali feud. that okay. I think is going to lead her to Sheeta. I think because she's probably the number one. It could number one in rankings, right? Tay she is, is already. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes yeah, more she's, sense. Then. She's number one, and by a wide margin, mm-hmm. she's like eight and one or nine and one or something. Okay. So she is going to be. Uh, she'll be there. So and she has a ah. Let's talk about this match first. So yeah, this this hot tag. Good God, she she looked like John Silver out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was she was out there going like like sonic speed just just pump kicks and knee strikes and just everybody she she just incinerates Allie and then <laughs> and then she looks on the outside and th- there's a brawl between the inner circle or not the inner circle I always say that the dark order <laughs> and and Matt Hardy's organization who he's changed the name of like 18 times yeah I think every he's week they have just a different choose name, a name. <laughs> I don't know if this is a this is part of the gimmick. I hope it is. I hope me. it's a different week, a name every week. Well, he's kind of, he, he wasn't even, he was changing his own name every week mm-hmm. at one point when he was starting the big money mat thing. So they're fighting on the outside. Sheeta does a dive onto them. Take does a dive onto the pile. And then take comes back in the ring and the bunny has picked up the kendo stick. She thwacks, take Conti with it, then hits her with Down the Rabbit Hole, which is the name of her finishing move. Yeah, that made me laugh because I'd never heard the name of her finisher before. Well, I do like how they just uh, they do the move and then the commentators just say, oh, they're down the rabbit hole. Like, yeah. Oh, okay, that's what it is. Yeah, oh, that's the name. It's like, okay. it's like last week with uh, Casualties of War with Wardlow. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, and he just made him a casualty of war. I was like, oh, I guess that's it. Okay, thanks, Excalibur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it was unfortunate to see Conti lose because I thought she was going to win. Yeah, but I still think they're going to continue to build her as a star. They see the trending of her online. Yeah, she's sure. starting to get massively over online. Like People are gushing about mm-hmm. Conti yeah, as they should. She's one of AEW's biggest success stories since they've started to with her coming from NXT and how much she's improved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the, the overwhelming narrative is like, how the fuck could a, could WWE have let her go? Mm-hmm. Like, what were they thinking? Yeah. And the thought is that they didn't see this. They yeah. had her wrestling a different style. Yeah. Back then. I remember her, the one match I saw of her in NXT, it was like, she's just trying to do, Brazilian jiu-jitsu on the ground mm-hmm. like just like ground game on people it's like oh, this is kind of boring mm-hmm. like I'll go watch somebody in the cage if I want that yeah I'll go watch a real BJJ fight and I think she shouted out uh one of her influences is, is Shibata online so yeah if that's if that's one of her influences just let her go in there and kick people man please yes all fucking day <laughs> yeah. no one thousand percent I saw somebody called her Katsutori uh Conte after, <laughs> after this match. It's like, yep. Yeah. One thousand percent. She's an absolute star, man. Mm-hmm. Uh 
I thought this was a really well worked match. There was nothing wrong with it. I could couldn't see a single like missed yeah, it was good move uh, or anything. It was completely smooth. So four the Dark stars. Order and the Hardy Foundation Plus or whatever they're called, uh, all their little interference outside and stuff was cool too. Like it fit the match yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't overdone. <laughs> it was it was cool. Oh, Conti did do a really cool thing. I loved. She hit her like spinning or backbreaker that she does, but she did it while staring right at Hardy yeah. on the outside, right in front of him, mm-hmm. and that's what started the brawl, which yeah. is cool. I like that. I cool. like her finisher move too. The T Kai, what is it? I can't even say it. Uh, T Tio. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's cool, she's, like the spinning knee strike thing. But she's got a couple finishers, which is mm-hmm. nice. She's also got the DD tie, yeah, <laughs> which is the uh, like sort of like stalling uh, chicken wing uh, DDT that she does. It's good. I like it. Mm-hmm. Next, we had we had a really funny promo from Jurassic Express. Yeah, I like this one. <laughs> um, they're in the back and they're talking about how they're going to they're going to challenge Bear Country to a match next week because they keep repur- repeatedly putting hands on Marco Stunt and just tossing him around. So they're going to settle this. And they said they're in the in honor of Godzilla versus Kong. They're going to show them who's the top of the food chain next week. And then <laughs> you can see Marco Stunt covers up a tattoo on his arm as luchasaurus says this Mm -hmm. and they look over at marco and say hey man uh what's that you're covering up over there and he he takes his hand off and it's a portrait a tattoo portrait of kong on his arm and luchasaurus yells kong it's like what no i just we're uh, dinosaurs man (laughs) yeah he's like like, he says we're the dinosaurs (laughs) and he walks off screen and Marco's shouting after him. I just got it to remember to beat that ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it really good. Oh shit. That's funny. And I just, I had already watched Godzilla vs. Kong that day. So I liked it. I still got to watch that, man. I can't wait to watch that. It's Probably really it's good. Yeah. It's great. It's a great movie. I, I did not like the first three. So that will just, yeah, I didn't I, like the first three. I thought this one was great. This okay. is that much better than those. Okay. Yeah, because the the 2014 Godzilla, I watched it the other day. I was like, I forgot how little no. they show him. Like, he doesn't show up for like the first hour and a half. I'm like, come on, man. That movie just wasn't fun. Yeah. It wasn't a fun movie. Yeah. Godzilla movies should be fun. Mm-hmm. This movie was really fun. Good, 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 good. Speaking of really fun. Oh, yeah. Nice Arcade segue. Anarchy. Woo, boy. Was this fun? Yeah, this um, was. What were your so expectations for this uh, one? Man? I, I don't even know how to describe my expectations, but they met and exceeded them. Like I thought it'd just be like kind of a fun wild brawl, but everything they did in this match was so much better than anything I could have ever thought of. It was so much fun. I love this match. Yeah, it was. Is I like it more watching it back because mm-hmm. well, here, here's the thing: I got a little caught up. I wanted them to be going headfirst through arcade cabinets. Yeah, no, cabinets. that's what you kept talking about last night. Put someone through the arcade cabinet. And I told you, I was like, man, that Killer Instinct 2 arcade cabinet's worth a lot because they don't make those anymore. I was like, <laughs> okay, fine. Well, I was like, well, if you're not going to put someone through Killer Instinct, at least find like a broken down arcade cabinet that can't be they can't be fixed and put them through that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't have to be on. It doesn't <laughs> have to be a functional arcade cabinet. I just want to see someone go through the glass. 
Yeah. But we didn't see it. And it was pretty apparent, like, uh, five minutes into this match. I was like, oh, okay, so the arcade cabinets that they don't get to touch are on one side of the mm-hmm. ring. And the ones that they do get to touch are on the other. Yeah. It's like, gotcha. And then my expectations were set. And then I loved it from that point on. So, yeah, just a ton of fun. They fucking did it. They took a feud that was like 85 years long mm-hmm. that nobody wanted to continue, that nobody liked, as far as I can tell. Yeah. And fucking paid it off in a way that was so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, I just, just so much fun. Like, just a lot of fun. I haven't found a single person that disliked this match mm-hmm. in yeah, I haven't found a single person. I'm sure I'm sure I could, but uh they might yeah. be a fan of a different show. Yeah. Um so yeah, they just went out there and just had a wild plunder match. They used they the whack a mole really well. They had a couple whack a mole spots. Oh, when he um uh, Orange Cassidy threw Kip through it and his face stuck to the front of the <laughs> <laughs> They they had weapons on a prize wall mm-hmm. for the combatants to grab, like the like they were turning in their tickets to grab the weapons off the wall. And there was like crutches, kendo sticks, chairs, mm-hmm. a teddy bear. Um, they kept they kept Miro really really strong yeah. in this match. Yeah, he looked like the Hulk. Mm-hmm. He was. They had to to stop him at times. They just had to bury him in all the plunder. Just a mountain of barricades and mm-hmm. like garbage cans and Yeah, they just started everything. throwing shit on him at one point just to keep him down. <laughs> um there was a Lego spot in this match. Mm-hmm. So Chuck goes, he grabs the teddy bear off the off the wall. He brings Kip Sabian into the ring. He rips open the back of the the teddy bear and it's filled with Legos. Like this is fucking dope. Yeah. And um, Tony, Tony Schiavone was really selling the Legos. I remember those damn things when my kids were little. They hurt when you step on them. <laughs> yeah. I heard quite a few people say, and I don't know if they're being serious, um, say like, I would rather take a tax spot than a Lego spot. Yeah. <laughs> and Chuck ended up getting power bombed onto the Legos. Mm-hmm. Um, Kip took a, a, sh- a shot into the Legos at one point. There was he one, took a DDT on the Legos, man. That yes. sucked. <laughs> that was it, like forehead first on the Legos. Yeah. Like, oh my lord, sir! At one point, Kip had been knocked out outside, like from the beginning of the match for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. He, he just was not on screen for a solid five minutes, and he was finally getting back to his feet. And Chuck just ran off screen and just booted him in the <laughs> side of the head. And then he was just out again for mm-hmm. another five minutes of the match. He's like, get out of here, Kip. Mm-hmm. This is the Miro showcase. Um, yeah, Miro, he was constantly in a handicap match in this one and yeah. was just fighting them off the whole time. <clears throat> there was, and just, I think everybody's favorite spot of this match. Um, oh, yeah, this was when Kip Sabian took the header onto the, he, he took a beach break onto the Legos He's knocked out. He's getting pinned by Orange Cassidy. And Penelope Ford pulls Orange Cassidy out of the ring. Or no, she pulls the, she pulls the, the ref. ref. Out. She yeah, pulls she Aubrey pulls Edwards out. Aubrey Edwards out of the ring. Aubrey's like, what are you doing? Um, I think it was Chuck or Kip 
comes over, kind of shoves Aubrey out of the way. <laughs> but then uh, Chuck's standing by the by the astro the what's it called the, the claw machine. space claw the claw machine mm-hmm. and Penelope's she oh yeah it's a sorry it's Orange Cassidy she kicks him in the nuts <laughs> and he's up against the he's up against the machine and she's about to to hit him again he gets out of the way and. Who pops up through the aliens of the claw machine, but the alien herself, Chris Statlander? Mm-hmm. She's looking at Penelope. Ford, it's a huge part had a, two when she does it. Who she had a rivalry with before mm-hmm. in the very match that she got injured in. She punches through the glass, knocks Penelope Ford flying like ass over teeth. Did you see the picture she Chris Statlander posted of the screenshots of her? hit the glass into Penelope's face. And then it was just like, it knocked all the makeup off Penelope Ford's face. It was all on that glass. <laughs> oh no, I haven't seen that. That's so good. I really need to look that up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Penelope Ford goes flying. Chris Statlander comes out. She gets a huge pop from the crowd. She, they go up onto the apron and she hits her with a spinning fisherman buster, I guess is what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, some people said it was a Mishinoku driver. I don't know what it was, but it was cool as hell. Yeah. She hit she hit it through the air hockey table. Yeah. It's awesome. I like that mind. thing. Out. Yeah, that was so cool. So fun to see Chris Statlander back. The women's division just took another huge jump right mm-hmm. there. She's an absolute future star. They just got to give her some help with her mic skills because mm-hmm. uh, she's new to that. And the battle rages on. The... Uh, the baby faces are getting their absolute ass kicked by Miro. They're they're out fighting by the expensive cabinets now. And they you look over and it's kind of a, a weird shot. You just see Orange Cassidy and Chuck slowly just crawling yeah. out of the arena. <laughs> like a horror movie. Like and the driveway, the monster. Very slowly. Like, Why are they doing that? Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of shot is this? This is odd. But then you see headlights appear in front of them and out comes sue's van and out of sue's van comes trent like i swear to god like three months earlier than we yeah they said he's to see gonna him. be gone for a while is he wolverine yeah they said three to six months it has been like a month and a half mm-hmm. <laughs> since that ha- i was like holy shit trent welcome back um he gets a kiss on the cheek from his mom he comes running out there he's fighting miro miro's furious and the three of them triple team Miro. They're just ping ponging him back and forth. But, but he's still holding them off and stuff. So yeah, it's fucking Miro. Yeah. He gets the better of them. And then he picks up a he picks up an arcade cabinet, but he swings it in such a way that you can see that there's no glass on the front. It it's tokens. just like cardboard <laughs> that says tokens and like Sharpie. It's like I was like, oh yes, finally a cabinet spot. And I was like, oh yeah. it's a fake cabinet. At least put some plexiglass there or mm-hmm. something like spray spray paint the cardboard thing black so yeah that, it looks like it's but, turned off yeah it was annoying anyways he throws it it misses uh, it misses everybody um and he at one point he goes to attack sue he jumps on top of the yeah it looks like of a the maniac. van he starts he starts <laughs> trying to like rip off the, the, windshield, the windshield wipers, wipers. <laughs> trent grabs him off and then he ends up spearing Miro through a table. And then Kip's up on the stage watching. He's like, oh, fuck. 
Miro's down. <laughs> it's just me. And while he's standing there agape, Chuck grabs him, picks him up, uh, power slams him off the stage through a table. One, two, three. It's like, then, and then where's my mind hits? Mm-hmm. It graces our ears. Cassidy, best friends, and Statlander hug in the center of the ring. They do the quick zoom I, out. I felt warm and fuzzy. Yeah. I looked online. Twitter was warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Everyone was happy. And they have since announced that Chris Statlander is part of the best friends now. Mm-hmm. She has joined that stable. It's got a new shirt. Is, which is awesome. She has a new shirt. It's funny. Which, it's, you know, the best friends, they're, <coughs> they're Titan Tron, or it's not Titan Tron in AEW, the Tron video. It's always had aliens in it, so it makes sense. She now. was she was always associated with them. She and uh, and Orange Cassidy had a running bit on BTE where mm-hmm. they were where they were getting close and they were friends. They were just the, it was the one awkward guy who was teaching the alien how to be human. Mm-hmm. It was, it was really funny. Yeah. Yeah. This was just, this was a joyous experience. Four and a half stars. Oh yeah. This was so much fun. And even though Miro's team did win, Miro looked like a monster. Like don't, they had to like kill him to basically keep him down. And, like, and he didn't take the pin. Yeah. It's no secret that Kip took the pin and Miro's going to be pissed off mm-hmm. that Kip lost the match. Yeah. That Penelope Ford got involved. Um, this is good. Yeah. This is good shit. This is all pointing to Miro getting the rocket strapped to his back. And this is one of the guys that I mentioned when I said, like, oh, I know that he's going for Kenny's belt, but I don't know that I want that yet. Because mm-hmm. I almost don't want him to lose challenging for the belt. I almost want him to win. Yeah. But He'd I don't the- want him to... I don't perfect. want him to be the guy that beats Kenny. He'd be the perfect guy to take it off Hangman, but I don't know if you want to wait exactly. that long. Well, you could. You could give him you the could. TNT You could. You could just belt. have, yeah, you could just have Miro just destroy everyone and then finally get you, his hands on the I've always title. said I would love Miro to be the guy who took the belt off of Darby. Mm-hmm. And Darby would, the type, would be the type of guy that Miro would hate. And imagine the match they have. Yeah, Darby would <laughs> bump all over the place for Miro. That'd be insane. That'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. It'd be great stuff. Okay, so yeah, I love this episode. It was so fun. There wasn't any like game changing. Yeah, it was It was just a, a really fun night of wrestling. You don't need it a was, yeah huge revelations every week. You just sometimes it's just good to have a really fun episode. No, it it was it was really a perfect episode of episodic wrestling TV. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to have somebody defending the title. That's not always necessary. I th- this is as good as it gets otherwise, mm-hmm. I thought. Um, yeah, so heading into next week, we've got... It's a big show. We've got yeah. uh, got Moxley and the Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to save this match for a pay-per-view or something, but I guess, you know, next week is... The Wednesday night is... Uh, there's a the NXT show's pretty big. It's their uh, takeover. Their last, it's yeah, their, their last, last takeover one. on Wednesday too. So it, the last NXT on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so they're going to be moving to Tuesdays. Tuesdays. So wrestling every night of the week. If you into that, if you want to watch it every night. <laughs> I do not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do well, not. I, my wife would as, kill me if I tried to do something like that. As much as I love wrestling, I can only watch like at most two two nights. You gotta. A week. You gotta 
got to want it. You got to make the the brain and heart want it. Well, yeah, you you stop <clears throat> you stop enjoying it <laughs> if you watch too much. Okay, then we have Bunny versus Ty Conti, which is going to be really cool. Yeah, I think Ty Conti's going to go over. I think you never know. This could be uh, Matt Hardy could get the Bunny the win, and you never know. Maybe the Bunny gets a push, as he said. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe it ends in like a no contest, and then it leads to like a triple threat or something with Sheeta. Well, because it's funny. It's like I, it's sort of like Miro. It's like, do you want Ty Conti to go all the way to Sheeta and then lose to Sheeta, or because mm-hmm. you you think that eventually Britt Baker's got to? It's got to be shot. Britt Baker that takes it off of her, Britt, unless they want Britt Baker Britt to take it off someone not Sheeta so they could save that. Like it's still like number four mm-hmm. on the uh on the rankings. Like she's still not up there in the uh in the top, which is interesting. So Yeah, but she's like yeah, one of the most popular women. That's crazy. It, they know Brit's the next champion. They know. I mean, it, <clears throat> unless it's Conti and then she faces Conti, that would be kind of cool still. Yeah. Okay, then we have Darby Allen versus JD Drake, which is gonna be a really, really cool contrast. Yeah, it's it's a match I never thought I'd want to see, but it's actually got I'm pretty excited for it because it's going to be really good. <laughs> it's it's like the Darby. It's like, it's like the guys that Jim Cornette hates versus Jim Cornette. Yeah, <laughs> like, like JD Drake is Jim Cornette's type of guy, and Darby's the type of guy that Jim Cornette absolutely hates. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, I actually think these guys have faced each other on the indies because they're oh, sure in evolve They've they were in evolve at the exact same time mm-hmm. and jd drake held a belt at that time so yeah i'm pretty sure darby faced him so that's kind of funny um then we have the return of the inner circle which is funny it's been three weeks but mm-hmm. here they are they're oh, back well. this this photo looks cool though it's a cool photo the graphics cool yeah they look they look mean. They look. Everyone looks for... cool except for Hager. He kind of looks like a doof in the photo. <laughs> that's just. Me. I mean, here's the Hager should look like a doof. That's true. That's he's his, like a big. That's his role. Big jock dude. Yeah. He he plays his. He's playing the character of the dumb guy, mm-hmm. which I like. Like when he's like, "Don't touch him," or yeah. "Championships." Yeah, like, that was funny. Whatever he they did, know. championships. <laughs> like he's playing the big lovable goof. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I like that part. And then we have Jurassic yeah, Jurassic Express versus Bear Country. And they have it done in the graphic of yeah, Godzilla. Godzilla versus King Kong, yeah. which is funny. I like that. This match is going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited for this. I love Bear Country. Still don't understand their mask. I'm going to say that every week till I figure it out. But It's um, like it's like stretched skin. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like... It's creepy. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's like... Um, Who's the serial killer from Han- from uh, Silence of the Lambs? Buffalo Bill. It's like a Buffalo mm-hmm. Bill like stretch skin mask. Yeah, like or Leatherface because he had I think human skin on his mask. Like the Joker when he stretched that when he stretched his own skin across yeah, his face. Yeah, that was with, a wild like, time staples. in comics. <laughs> Whenever he did that, that was cool. I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah, the <sighs> Jungle Boy's getting dropped on his head. Oh yeah. Margot Stunt's probably going to get thrown out of the arena this time. But 
I love Bear Country. I'm really excited. On <laughs> this on this past week's elevation, they were the they were the guys they highlighted. Oh, okay. Have they been so, um, signed yet? Or are they on that not tier? officially? But yeah, they're there's they 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 have an AW contract. We'll just say that they haven't sure. gotten the all elite graphic though. No, they don't have it yet. But like every other person who's been highlighted by elevation has been signed. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> That'd be a good tag team for them to have, and it's a tag team style they don't have, like just big, burly dudes. I guess they have Butcher and Blade, but you need more than just one big burly tag team. Yeah, like it's very clear who they have officially on these contracts. Mm-hmm. Just just watch the intro to Elevation. <laughs> you can tell. Mm-hmm. You can tell right away. You're like, okay, well they they've got these guys. They just uh, it's like. Essentially, think of them as being signed to part-time contracts. Is essentially yeah. what they have them as. Okay. They're on, a, yeah, they're on a contract basis as opposed to a salary basis right now. I gotcha. They're like temps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, no, next week looks great. I don't know what the uh, oh, it's probably it's Kenny versus Moxley. That's that's the main event. Yeah, it's sure. totally the main event. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I bet the. Sh- the show's going to start out with Jurassic Express versus Bear Country, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. And they'll probably do some Godzilla, King Kong graphics. And you remember, uh, like the early days of Dynamite, like they did like the Rick and Morty stuff, and like all oh, the yeah. tie-ins. Yeah, they're all on that Warner Brothers shit. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's all owned by Warner Brothers, which is I'm surprised there's no AEW stuff on HBO Max. I still think that's coming eventually. That's where I think they should put their pay per views. That's just me. For with the with the way that, but HBO Max isn't in every country yet, right? Like you guys don't have it up in Canada, or do you? No, no, we don't. But I mean, I'm per, we. I can still get the pay per view, so it's not it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I literally can't get HBO Max. I have HBO, but it's not HBO Max. That's it's weird. A, it's a different contract. Mm-hmm. HBO Max is honestly probably my favorite streaming service. I love it. I know. I'm mad. <laughs> I had to find a different way to watch King Kong the other day. And mm-hmm. We won't talk about that. We don't want to get in trouble. No, <laughs> I didn't say anything. Yeah, say nothing anything. happened. What are you guys talking about? Get out of here. <laughs> I said my name at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, no, next week looks good. Next week um, looks great. This weekend is WrestleMania? That's no, it starts um, next week, all the stuff. So. Okay. Next, so. uh, this weekend is um, New Japan, Will Ospreay versus Kota Ibushi with the new title, which is something Oof. I didn't want to talk about. But yeah, <laughs> new title. Hate. It's it's a title. <laughs> I don't hate it as much as everybody else. I don't hate it, but I don't like it either. That's what yeah. I've been saying. I don't think it's bad. I here's the thing: is that the majority of wrestling belts in all of the world are not good. Yeah, that that's this new so, belt made me realize that that I don't like a lot of belts, but the old IWGP championship belt was like the pinnacle, like that yeah. was the best looking belt ever. Yeah, that one and the old school like WCW mm-hmm. NWA belts, the big gold those belt. looked fantastic. Yeah. Like the old classic belts are the best looking belts. Mm-hmm. Now AW is now at the top. Yeah. <laughs> By they default. weren't before. Mm-hmm. They were they were number three before. And then mm-hmm. they took the top two belts and 
melted them down. Yeah. In uh, in New Japan, so now the AEW titles at the top. <laughs> then it's probably the tag titles at, in New Japan. I mean, yeah, I like those. the uh, U.S. title in Japan too. I think that's a cool looking belt. I've never liked a belt that has the American Red flag belt. on it. Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm d- American, so I kind of... Yeah, I just think it looks cheesy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, we all think that stuff's cheesy here, too. So, um, they try to get us to like it, but... Yeah, and then... Uh, yeah, it's funny. It's like, my third favorite belt, despite making fun of it, is now the new IW. Yeah. It's still... It's not still it's, number three, even yeah. though it looks like the cover of Fire Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. I saw someone on Facebook say it looked like that. Pokemon Shield, the big wolf shield Pokemon. Yep. <laughs> the the Cody Rhodes belt, yep. mm-hmm. the Diva belt. Um, yep. To me, it looks like whatever, like, it, it's like the belt buckle for All Might and mm-hmm. My Hero Academia. Yeah. It could <laughs> just be that it's so new, too. It's still super shiny. So maybe after it kind of gets worn down a little bit, it'll look better and stuff. And I told you... Uh, it looks like the Hiroshi Tanahashi, the belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was talking. <laughs> it just looks like his shoulder pads. Yeah, it does. I was talking to uh, another friend, and I was like, I need to see it on Okada. I need Okada to win the belt, because then I can see, truly judge on what it'll look like. Because he kind of looks like, Okada looks like a championship belt to begin with. So, Yes. Yeah, it's it's funny. It, it, it looks super, super anime, mm-hmm. which I don't have a problem with. If that's how you present product. Yeah, they're, they're super serious sports company and then they've got an anime looking belt. So on somebody like Tanahashi, it would probably look great. Mm-hmm. On somebody like Minoru, Minoru would probably discus throw it into his face. Yeah. But then you give it back to Naito. Like when he had the IC title, he just throw it around and stuff. Let him beat it up a little bit. He'd hate that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh... Well, maybe if they just want it to look like trash if they're going to put the belt on uh, on Osprey. Yeah, maybe. Oh. oh, sick burn. And on that note, we will see you guys. Yes. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.